become an athlete, you'll die an athlete. It's in your DNA. Live like an athlete so that you can be successful in life. You're an athlete. Live like it. ANA. America needs athletes. Welcome, athletes, into the gym closet. It is Zach and Tyler's show today. What's up? Amber uh, Pierce has an appointment, so Amber is out doing that. Um, and we'll miss her, I'm sure. Shout out to Amber. <laughs> um, but um, we got a good one today. We are all a week, so we are talking about strength season. We are still going to bust a myth um, that has to do with strength season, and we're going to talk everything about strength season. Um, next week, we'll probably finish up and and kind of close out our agility season, our make-a-move season that we're currently in, and talk about championship winners and talk about the, the challenges, all of that kind of stuff. But today, we are going to concentrate and get hyped about our next season, which is our strength in numbers season. We are talking power. So in strength season, and if you're joining us online on our uh, YouTube, please subscribe. I know Amber isn't here, so it's not nearly as pretty of a, of a visual this time. But to see Amber next time, hit subscribe, hit that bell, so that way you can get notifications on when she will be on the podcast as well. So, um, But back to power. We're going to maximize power this season. So we're all about power and... Um, and so we will start – sorry, I had to put on my producer hat for a second and figure out why I have a bunch of pop-ups that are stopping my audio. But we are going to start with the definition of power and what our emphasis is this season. So if you remember, if you were with us, if you listened to us a couple months ago, um, starting in November, we started our Live to Lift season. We're worried about strength and nothing more than strength now – this season's a little bit different. We're worried about power. So power is not just strength. That's an, that's an element of it. But we are going to see the power is basically how much weight I can move how fast. So point A to point B, as fast as I can, but the heavier I move something from point A to point B and the faster I move something from point A to point B, that's my power. Um, and so to get technical with it, it's force times distance divided by time. So um, if I'm going to point A to point B with maximized speed, with maximized force, which means heavier weight, that's going to be a better power output. Um, and so if you think about it in terms of lifting this season, our goal, our rep range is six to eight um, with speed. So I'm basically saying if I can hit only six, should I, I, I should I increase weight or should I lighten weight and try to get that seven or eight as fast as possible? What I would recommend this season, typically if we're worried just about strength, we want to add weight, add weight, add weight until we can get six, even if it's moving slow. This season, though, we're worried about speed. So if you start feeling like you're at that sixth rep range and that sixth rep is very, very slow – now we want to we want to implement something different. We want to potentially lighten that up, stay fast through that sixth rep, maybe into that seventh rep, and then in that rep range, that slow rep needs to be in that rep range. And so if that slow rep is seven, then we're perfect. If that slow rep is eight, 
then we're perfect. But if that slow rep is six, that means we're only getting five fast reps. That means we want to work on power. We want to get that sixth fast rep. So that's when we need to adjust our weight. So that's the difference when it comes to um, analyzing the weight that you need within that rep range um, to hit. So in our strength side of our strength season, this uh, season, we're working max power. Um, we're working five sets. So we have two, uh, two sets in the racks that we are just two rounds in the racks that we are just going to ignore the clock. We're going to go five sets of that six to eight rep range. And we're go- our goal in those five sets, every set is to end on that, uh, either a sixth fast rep and we can't do a seventh rep or a, uh, a fast, uh, sixth rep where we can get a slow seventh rep. That's going to be kind of where we're headed. Um, so that's kind of the, the strength side of things. And the striking side of things, again, worried about power. Our power is our goal the entire season. So when we're getting into striking, now we're worried about our power blows. So that means we're, we need to, um, instead of a quick uh, arm action, we need to drive through the bag, not to the bag, um, eliciting that power through the bag. Because that power output, instead of being a quick tap, our our target should be um we have both steady state four minutes up front halftime and then we have our 2020s so um so those are going to be both steady state and hit um then we've got our agility focus which again we're we're working on training power speed quickness changing body direction um so those things how do we train that in agility well that means jumping as high as we can with as much force and as much power as we can because then our body weight is the external rate weight. So we can't go up in weight. So instead of putting on a vest or, or doing something to increase our body's weight, the, the, what we want to increase is the distance. So if I jump on a 12 inch box and I can make, I can make more power to jump on an 18 inch box, push yourself to hit that 18 inch box this season because we're driving up with power. We're not worried about the number of reps, we're not worried about the um, – we're worried about more of the quality of reps, right? So we're not worried about the 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 endurance side of things where if I do an 18-inch box, I'm only going to get five reps. Well, that's fine. I'd rather that than doing a 12-inch box and getting 20 reps because then that's not working power. That's, that's working that distance that you know you can accomplish and you can do a high rep range. So that's more um, focused on in a different season. So – Getting into um, those are kind of the four elements of training and how we're going to focus on power all season long. Um, that's really the the main thing. We do have a challenge, and what what do we say? It's uh, this is one hell uh, of a it's challenge. It's funny. It's it, and you'll know why. It's you'll get funny. it. You'll get it next week. Uh, Two weeks actually. Yep. So it is. Um, it is a fun challenge that implements power. Um, with the speed of your reps, the faster those rep range, um, the faster your reps are done, are going to benefit you throughout this. So I'm going to keep that a secret. Yeah. So and we put can... a lot of time into thinking of it actually. So like the this, co- the yeah. complaints about the challenge this season will hurt and be a little offensive because we put a lot of time and thought into this. Actually, well, and then so. actually, like all of the challenge this season, this year. Have been we put thought a, about. Yeah, we put so a lot of we, thought into these. We each season we have a new challenge, and so for anybody of you just joining us for the first time, um, inside of our seasons we have a challenge that that reflects the emphasis of that season. So um, 
so each season we we literally sat down and, and had a couple hour meeting initially designing these um prior to launching these these challenges right so then each season prior to the actual season where we've done it for the first time we analyzed what we had met about a year ago and said do we still feel this way now that we are in the season and we're we're in you know we're we're knees deep in this season does this match what we want and so then we spent you know another hour half hour hour time frame um critiquing and analyzing whether what we decided on a year ago was still relevant and so we make some changes we make some tweaks we make it exactly what we want a lot of thought goes into it and what we want you to do is challenge yourself the goal of all of these challenges is to see your numbers increase your performance your power increase in a tangible way um so the speed at which you did our last challenge the um hurdle ladder box challenge that is an agility challenge if your speed got better throughout the season that means you got faster you got better you you um were working at the goal of this previous season same thing with this if your um I guess results reps, results yes if your, if your results, results improve get, improve you are going to be more powerful you're going to um you know uh succeed in our goals for the season so this is a tangible way to analyze what you're doing is working and so make sure that we we do you know uh really focus on these challenges and 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 do a good job i hate to hear people bitch about the challenges because they're so hard blah 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 it's one day and it's challenging yourself to get better and if you if 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 you don't have any challenges in life guess what you're not going to be better period yeah. and the thing that i think always gets and i i feel like i harp on this constantly with the challenges is it's so much more uh, at least on our end, what we want people to get out of this, what we want our athletes to get out of this is competing with yourself, right? Like I would, in fact, I think I'm going to go do this later. I, I'm going to go look and figure out how many people out of how many athletes we have that have been in a top 10 at the end of the season, because I bet out of the 240 people we have in Waukee, at least I bet. 40 of them have been in a season long top 10. That's one out of six, you know? So like people, you know, when we do these challenges, sometimes people get in, into their own head and they're like, well, I'm not going to be top 10. So why, why should I bother doing this? Yeah. You know, or, you know, I'm not gonna, you know, my time isn't going to help the team's time, the team's average. So why should I do this? It's so much more than that. And the, the challenge winners and the season winners and all that stuff is awesome. And, you know, we love that because we want that, that competition between gyms. It's fun, you know, whether it's, and same thing goes for nutrition too. There's a reason that we track weight, track body fat. If we're just going through our program, doing whatever, not really caring about if things are working or if we're making improvements or not, then as coaches, we're not doing our job. And you what's know, the fucking point of that? exactly. If you're not, if you're not striving to improve, why are you doing it? You know, so like as it's, it's an important tool, I think for our athletes and it's so, so cool. I think for our athletes and I love it when people come over and look at their times after they're done and say, Oh man, I, I shaved, 
you know, four seconds off my time in the agility challenge. I made it from, you know, a minute 20 to a minute 16. That's awesome. And seeing improvement week after week is great, but it also gives us as coaches something to look at too. And it's something where we can analyze, the we program. can analyze things. And, it, and if yep. it's something where luckily so far, every season we've done it, there have been substantial improvements from the first week to the last week. So we know that our program is working. If it's something where we were to look at it and it's the exact same thing as a college training conditioning program, if a college training conditioning coach goes through and looks and weights aren't increasing, you know, power output's not increasing, then they're doing something wrong and they need to fix that. And that's something where, you know, on our end, we're doing the exact same thing and we're analyzing that and we're saying, okay, if times like they have been so far are improving, then the program is working. If times don't improve or if weights don't increase or if whatever the goal for that season is, isn't improving in some level, then the program isn't working and we need to fix it. Right. And so far, the other thing working. that's really cool is, and I just had this conversation with a new athlete here, um, the the seasons, and like you had mentioned and, and what you touched on, and I think a, a broader uh, thing about success and what you excel in as an individual, the seasons give, so you said, you know, a top 10, it's not 10 people out of our entire thing that are that are getting top 10 every time. Now, there are repeat people, but you said there's a there's a big number of people that are in that top 10 and the cool thing about what what i was talking about um with this new athlete is i said look compare our seasons to like um to like a football team right you have a 300 pound lineman that would excel his his natural talent and and his he may never run a sub four five forty but he's going to be a lot stronger and a lot more powerful than this um, 150 pound guy that runs a four two. Oh, absolutely. And yeah. We need both of them on the team. Right. Same thing with our seasons. What we've seen out of top tens in a strength season is so much. Those people oftentimes I'd say more oftentimes than not are completely different people than our, our top 10 in endurance. Oh, absolutely. Season. Yeah. And same thing with striking season and then the next strength season. And so all of these people, you have a natural either talent or a natural disposition of just with your genetics of where you're going to lie. And we are here to help you on an individual level, optimize your your genetics optimize your shape in your body and it's not going to look the same for everybody but because we celebrate um you know the the 300 pound linemen um we give them props when they're lifting 500 pounds we also give our 150 uh, pound uh receivers that are never going to lift 500 pounds in their life most likely but they can run a 4-2 we're giving them props on a certain season too so Take the season that you excel at, and, and this is exactly the conversation I had with him. Take the season that you excel at and push the throttle. Amplify that as much as possible. Um, say that you're the lineman. You better be screaming and hollering and, and loving a strength season. But then also take what your weak, your natural disposition is at the weakest point and work that into a better position because that's going to improve. So there, and, the, and then there's a ton of stuff in the middle, right? So take your weakest, if you're a 300 pound lineman, I'm sure endurance season would be your weakest point. Strength season would be your best point, right? 
amplify those two things during that season, get hyped, really pay attention, and then also all of the other stuff in between the agility season, the striking season, um, our our other seasons that may need amplified, those will will all push forward. But we're we're on one spectrum of your weakest thing that we want to get as good as possible and succeed in at a higher rate than what you naturally would do, and then we want to take what you are uh, naturally uh, have that gift. And, and amplify that and celebrate that and push that to as, as far as you can go. So there's two kind of ends of the spectrum that you should be working on both of them, but know that I'm going to be number one during a strength season and I might be number 200 on right. the endurance season. Right. And that's okay because we need both of those athletes if our team is going to succeed. Um, and so that's kind of the, the um the conversation that i had with somebody uh just this week and it was an awesome conversation and that's how it should be during these seasons and specifically during the challenges is to amplify the people that um you know might be naturally gifted at some and some people are are right in the middle right some of those people are the uh, mesomorphs that are super strong and can run uh, a four two and, and those people are very lucky um but that's also um they should be working the entire spectrum as well so yeah, that's uh, that's kind of a uh, a sneak peek into our program and, and what the purpose of our program is. So um, we're going to jump into our myth because we have it's going to be a shorter one today oh, yeah. because Amber is not here to riff off of everything that we're talking about. <laughs> but um, so let's get into our myth today. OK, so the myth that we are going to talk about this week is the myth that your body fat can turn into muscle and vice versa. Your muscle can turn into body fat. So. It's something that I think I've heard a little bit recently. I know when I first started lifting, when I was like back in middle school, high school, it's something that I kind of thought, and again, with not without really any background in it, I can see why you'd think that. Um, the reality is um, these are two completely different mechanisms and, and tissues, and there's there's two completely different ways of going about putting body fat on and taking it off versus putting muscle mass on and taking it off. So your body fat is basically at its highest level, just stored energy. So, right. So any sort of surplus of calories in any sense, any surplus of carbs, fats, or proteins are going to get stored as body fat. It's just stored tissue or stored energy is all it is. And that's why when we can do a caloric or a caloric deficit and you need extra energy from somewhere that you're not getting from food readily available from food, your body has to take it from either body fat or muscle mass. So ideally if you're eating enough protein, it's going to be taken from your body fat, your energy stores, your muscles, those are or the gaining muscle mass is driven by not only being in a surplus of protein, um, but also damaging your muscles by activity essentially. So when, when we're lifting weights and especially when we're lifting heavy, we're doing a lot of damage to your muscle fibers. You know, the, the way I like to describe it is if you think of, if you think of a muscle having, you know, a bunch of little fibers, which it is. Um, and when you're lifting weights, you're creating tons of these little microscopic tears in your muscle fibers. What happens then is you need protein to come in and repair those, those microscopic tears that tenth of a percent bigger better faster stronger right so that's where we can also get into you know the nutrition side of things and talk about you know if you're coming in here and you're doing a ton of damage to your muscles and working out and lifting heavy 
and going hard like that, which is awesome, but then you're not getting protein, it's like you're doing a ton of damage and then not giving your body the tools and the and the materials necessary to then repair the damage that you just did. So I think it's something where, you know, and I think it's sometimes it's just a wording thing, I think, for some people, honestly, where it's, you know, oh, I, you know, I, I, it's, you know, I was on vacation. I didn't come in and work out this week. So now I'm, I'm feeling soft because my, my muscles turned into, into fat or, you know, just kind of things like that. Yeah. Um, but just one of those things that I think I've, I've heard some recently, just wanted to set the record straight on that. So, yeah. And so that's, that's, uh, that's an easy myth to bust because it's just simply not right. The way there's really no, it, 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 there's no controversy in this. It yeah. There's no science out there. there. I don't think anybody, anybody that has any sort of credentials right. at it's, all. It's not, tell it's, you. it's definitely not a, uh, not a, it's not a hot controversy, <laughs> uh, take that that doesn't happen. I think yeah. that, but it is something that, I think the perception comes from, oh, I lost fat and I gained muscle. Right, right. And so my fat that I lost must have turned into muscle. And so what happened was the fat, because you were at a deficit, was used as energy. And because you probably increased the volume in which you were lifting weights, you gained muscle. And so you'll see this a lot of times in... Uh, oftentimes when you have kind of newbie, there's newbie gains. And I know we've talked about it in the past on the podcast, but newbie gains is your body's adaptation to a volume of lifting. So you do have those micro tears and, and you then gain muscle and with whether it's gaining, um, you know, gaining muscle fibers in that. Uh, but the thing that you do at a higher rate, if you've never lifted or if you're back from a long hiatus is that system in which that uh, you gain muscle happens at an exponential rate than if your body is used to that stimulus, used to that volume. Um, because think about it like this. If I go from zero to lifting three times a week, my volume in which I'm lifting just went up by whatever, say I'm doing 12, blah, 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 uh, by however many pounds, right? A million pounds a week. If you're, and that's, that means volume is the amount of weight times the amount of reps that you're doing per week. So if I lift a hundred pounds one time, and that's all I did that week, it would be a hundred pounds of volume that I lifted. If I did that same thing, 100 pounds, 10 times, do the math, we're at 10 grand, right? hundred pounds, 10 times. Yeah. Thousand, thousand, right? thousand. Yeah. Thousand. So we went from math a, is not our strong suit. Yeah. Sorry. So <laughs> then we did that, and then I do that for five sets. Now I'm at five thousand pounds of total volume just for doing five sets of ten reps at a hundred pounds. I'm at five thousand sets of volume, right? So if you go from zero, let's call it, to five thousand pounds of volume, that's a, a going from zero to five thousand. That's a huge increase, right? Exponential increase. If your body's used to doing the 5,000 and you go up to 6,000 pounds of volume, so say you're getting stronger and you go up to 6,000, that's only a 1,000 pounds of volume difference. So when you are new, you have a lot more stimulus happening that your body's not used to and you're, you're increasing that volume. If you're, if you're used to lifting a certain amount of volume, it's very hard to increase the amount of volume 
from then just stopping to starting, right? So that's when those newbie gains kind of wear off. And where I was getting with this, I don't know why, I don't know where I was going with this, but, um, but that's why someone in a deficit that is new can build muscle and lose fat at the same time. When you are getting to that, when you've been doing it for years and years and years, you most likely will not be gaining muscle when you're losing a lot of body fat because your nutrition is not at a level that, that is adequate to do so. You can, but it's very difficult. Then same thing as, as you get more and more involved. But when you first start, you damn sure can lose fat and gain muscle because of the quote unquote newbie gains that we just explained. So, um, so I think that's where someone new to the gym can see both of those right things happen right within the first couple months and right. be like, oh, my fat is turning into muscle a, mass. Yeah, <laughs> my my fat is gone. That's a and my muscle came here that's b the easy way to explain that is a turned into b right you know what i mean right um and that's just not how it works but yeah um yeah myth busted i like it cool easy one yep no controversy on that one sweet um anything else we want to add today i don't think so awesome nope so we are um you know getting into next week is our um game plan or our uh Speaking of that, someone I'm someone doing asked me today. With words today. Someone uh, next week is training camp. Training camp. Somebody yeah. asked me today. They're like, uh, "Do you guys still do that thing on Sunday before the season starts when uh, when uh, you kind of when you go over everything and you and you talk about the new season?" He's like, "He's like, I never I never came to it, but I just wanted to know if you guys still do it." And I was like, "Well, nobody came to it, so no, we don't do it anymore." Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. The, the game plans have since ceased, so we kind of do. This is kind of a our this game is our plan game plan now. now. Um, but. We do have training camp week, free week starting next week. So bring your friends, bring your family, and uh, you can train for free for the week, 7th through the 12th, right? Uh, no, 7th through the 13th. 7th through the 13th, maybe? Yes. Monday through Saturday through, next week. 17th through the 13th, you can train. You have three team sessions that are available to you during that time. And um, and join us for some great training and get you jump-started into the season. Um, but with that, remember, you're an athlete. Live like it. Born an athlete, you'll die an athlete. It's in your DNA. Live like an athlete so that you can be successful. You're an athlete. Live like it. ANA. America needs athletes.